everybody. Welcome to the second edition of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chief Jeff Walter, and with my co-host here, Sergeant Kevin Kwan. We're uh, very excited to be back with you. Uh, this is our second yep. episode, and uh, we, we got a lot of really good feedback on our first episode with Councilwoman Tammy Caputi. Uh, we're going to, same format, we're going to hit the format every time, uh, which is we're going to answer some of your questions. We've got a lot of great questions again, so thank you everybody who sent questions in. We're, uh, we're excited to talk about those um, and some, some really some meaty questions. Um, and then in the second part of the show, uh, John Rosenberg is our guest with Leverose uh, Commercial Realty, a uh, big partner for us in the downtown and in Old, Old Town Scottsdale. So really excited to, to have him here with us today as well. And without further ado, let's just, Kevin, let's just jump right into the questions. Perfect. I appreciate it. And Chief, before we get started, I want to remind everyone listening that they can submit questions to any one of our social media platforms in the comment section of the podcast postings or directly through a DM. All right, Chief, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready when you are. All right. On July 4th, there was a post on social media about not firing guns in the air. Now, kind of logically, we can say that yeah. that's probably not a good idea, yeah. but can you explain Shannon's law and why this is a terrible thing to do? Yes, actually it is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I both kind of jokingly will, will blame uh, TV and and, uh, and movies for a lot of this. You see a lot of guns being shot in the air. If you, I mean, if you go back to a lot of movies and TV in the past, in the past 50 years, you see that happen a lot. And I think uh, sometimes um, our behavior in real life emulates those things. Uh, and so uh, Shannon's Law really was about uh, Shannon Smith, I believe her name was, uh, late 90s, 1999, who tragically was uh, was killed by a stray bullet that had been fired into the air. And her parents uh, were very much advocates uh, going before the state legislature and really pushing a bill that ultimately got passed. And it's a simple one, Kevin. It's uh, You can't fire your guns into the air. And so when you fire a gun into the air, that's a violation of Shannon Law. A violation of Shannon's law, and uh, and you can be arrested for that. So uh, there is, I hate to be so obvious, but the old adage of what comes up, what goes up must come down. And so when you fire a bullet into the air, yeah, it's a high velocity, it's going to go up very high, and then gravity is going to take hold of it, and it's going to fall right back down to earth with incredible velocity, enough certainly to penetrate uh, your your body, uh, penetrate uh, homes and walls and, and, and vehicles. And so um, it's just not smart to, uh, to fire a gun into the air. And only is it not smart, it's not legal. So uh, it's illegal to do so for uh, very obvious uh, danger reasons. And you make a good point. Most of the movies that the actors are firing blanks. I mean, as they're pointing stuff in the right. air, it's typically blanks just right. to give that effect. Right. But in reality, it's extremely dangerous, and that's why there's a law specific. Absolutely, to it. we we talk about in law enforcement. You before you you fire your weapon, um, even on the on the range, you you better know what uh, is is around it, what's behind it. Um, you have to know your backstop, and when you shoot, when you fire around into the air, you've got no idea how far that that bullet is going to travel. Um, in some cases, it's it's it, it can travel uh, you know, a mile or more. All right, so this kind of relates to firing guns with the post. Citizen wrote in, a friend recently found an old pistol while they were cleaning out their mother's home. What's the best way that they can dispose of it? Oi, that's a loaded question, pun intended. Uh, Do I need to get the <laughs> coming on here? But I'm bummed. Yeah. Uh, actually, we get this question a lot. Uh, we have, uh, because... Uh, you know, there are a number of, of elderly citizens in Scottsdale who, who will pass uh, and then their their children or grandchildren will go through their belongings and find old firearms that they don't want to keep or pass down or sell, um, which is some of the things that I talk about. If this family is really interested in actually disposing of the handgun, 
um, or, or rifle, we'll take it here at the police department. Uh, we can impound that. Uh, we can just, just have them call the non-emergency number at 312-5000, and we can impound that weapon for destruction if that's what they want. If they want that weapon destroyed, then we'll take that in here. Uh, it's it's pretty simple, honestly, to, to do that. Um, people often ask questions in addition to that about ammunition, and what can I do with uh, unspent ammunition? We will also take that in and uh, and find proper disposal for that. Uh, but let us know what your intentions are, what, why you want to do that, or come down to uh, one of our uh, police stations, any one of the four stations, and leave the gun in the car. Uh, make sure you leave the gun in the car, ammunition in the car, come in the front door and tell the station officer there that you have a gun that you want impounded for destruction, and, uh, and we will take that, fill out the appropriate paperwork, and, uh, and get that handled. Perfect. So moving on to kind of technology question that we have here in a time of instant communication and news. What are you doing to navigate complex issues and to help notify citizens that they're getting the most accurate and current information? Yes, this is uh, it's it's like you almost planted this citizen, Kevin, didn't you? Because this is a question. Uh, this is one of the things that we're doing. But as you well know, since I took over um, and I became the chief in December of 2020. This has been one of our biggest pushes. This uh, really, we've taken what's called used to be called the public information officer, what people are used to seeing as the PIO, and we've changed that to a community engagement section. We've we've now made it more robust. We have more personnel in there, and we have a new mission. Uh, I.e., you know, we have a new sergeant in there as well, and uh, my my wonderful co-host here, and we kind of have a direction that we're going in, a kind of a master template, so to speak, uh, of how we're going to communicate both internally and externally to the organization. And and, and I talk about this a lot at, at uh, community functions, about how we're making it much more robust internal to the organization. In fact, the, we were joking with John, who's going to come on here in a minute, um, about the three different shows that we have um, internal to the organization with uh, Chief Talk every other month, with Ask the Chief in between, uh, months in between, with Shop Talk here, and then this is the really answer to the question, which is a far more robust uh, presence on social media right. via Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Nextdoor. Uh, next mm -hmm. Just com just more robust. In fact, uh, you're not going to really see a day that the Scottsdale Police Department is not posting um, on our social media outlets, and and that has that has already paid, I think, big dividends for us organizationally. We've gotten more followers. We're, we're, we're very active and interactive now. Uh, we post something every day. And so when there's, and in fact, I think we, we were talking about it before we came on today, which was this past week with all of the rain that we got here in the Valley, uh, you were, you were posting, you were live streaming, you were doing, you were doing uh, live on camera interviews with some of our news stations. Uh, that's really, that's today. That's how we communicate. It's different than uh, when John comes on, we, John and I have lunch, you know, pretty much every month and we're about the same age. We have the conversation of how different the world is from when, how we grew up and print newspaper and, and the, you know, the news, local news and national news was on for 30 minutes, you know, a couple times a day. And that was it. There was no 24 hour news right. cycle. There was no social media. And yeah, that shows age, but I think we've gotten very good at, in the Scottsdale Police Department at leveraging that technology. Some don't like it. You know, there are people who look, I'm never going to get on social media. I'm, I, I can be one of those people. But when, in a police department, we must leverage social media platforms to get our message out. We have to be part of the narrative. And law enforcement historically has not been great 
at participating in the narrative. And we need to participate in that narrative. And how do you participate in that narrative? It's on social media today. And so we're, I think we've gotten very good. We're going to continue to get better. Uh, we'll talk about this in, in, in uh, some episodes coming up. Uh, but we're going to get much better in terms of creating uh, critical incident briefing videos that we're going to wind up putting out uh, to, to the, our, our population, our populace, and the citizens and visitors that come here. There's a lot of really exciting things I think that we're doing to make sure that we have very robust communications so that when you're on and when if you're following Scottsdale PD on any of those platforms, you're going to get instant notifications of, uh, hey, there's a collision here. And I saw you do a live stream. From yeah, a, that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. awesome. You did great. It's, it's one of those things. Here's a collision, a rollover blocking this intersection. Here's what's going on in the Indian Bend Wash and the amount of flooding that's going on here. This intersection's closed. This police incident is here. We're really, really embracing social media and those social media platforms. And uh, that's that's how we're getting that information out. And we want to make sure that our listeners know that we will give you everything that we can, as long as it's not compromising an investigation. There, there are a lot of things that come up that we can't tell the public because we haven't made an arrest or we haven't done something yet related to our investigation. So, so there is some stuff that we will keep in-house, but as soon as we can, we will put it out. Absolutely. I think you, that's a great point. Uh, one of the internal communications that I, I put out early in the organization in one of my first videos was that it, with all this increased communications, it's still important that people understand and my employees understand that still sometimes the answer is no. And that will be the same in how we communicate to the public. If we have a very sensitive investigation going on, a a particular, uh, you know, particularly sensitive aggravated assault, a homicide, sexual assault, or very high profile suspects or victims, that's stuff we're going to keep pretty close to the vest until that investigation has reached a point that we can put that information out. So great point, Kevin. So this is a great transition into kind of what we've been experiencing in the last few months in downtown Scottsdale, specifically in the nighttime hours with a lot of violence um, that's occurred. What are you doing to counteract the amount of increased major violence that's been happening. So let's talk about that. You know, it's been my experience. I started with Scottsdale, the Scottsdale Police Department 27 years ago this month. And throughout my career, I'll, I'll be talking to people who are not familiar with the police department or what goes on in Scottsdale. And I'll be talking about a particular violent offense, uh, uh, shooting, something that went on in the, in the entertainment district. And I usually get the same... The, the same question and what what do you think that is in, uh, in, where in, yeah in Scottsdale mm. and I, my, it always blows my mind uh, because I think that there uh, Scottsdale is a wonderful wonderful city it's a I mean it's uh, if you think about how vibrant it is and how vibrant the downtown is on a Friday a Saturday and now Sunday night sometimes yeah. Thursday you know we have major events here 11 plus million visitors every year that that, that come here we have great citizens uh, great residents incredible businesses we'll talk to John about about that here momentarily, but at 265,000 residents and 11 million visitors and 185 square miles and the vibrancy of a city, we have our share of violence and of crime and of property crimes and, and domestic violence. And we can talk ad nauseum how between COVID and civil unrest, we've seen those numbers um, go up considerably. I think I saw uh, recently a discussion in, in one of our uh, print medias 
about the numbers of crimes that have gone up, even valley-wide. And you look at nationally the same same type of thing. Yeah. If we look at our domestic violence, that's up, you know, 30 plus percent or our part one crimes. Those are reported to the to the FBI. Those are up in the 28-ish percent. Uh, I saw, strikingly, I saw our aggravated assaults had been up 68 percent. Mm. And so I've gotten a lot of questions lately about violence related to our entertainment establishments and our clubs in the downtown. When I pull that data, uh, and I usually pull that data through Commander Chris Coffey, you know, who's the downtown commander, although he'll be transitioning soon. That'll be it for an upcoming episode. To a different role. To a different role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not getting rid of him. <laughs> uh, to a different role. But I had, when I pulled these numbers, I had, and this is now two weeks ago, I had 62 gun-related calls for service in the downtown area we call the entertainment district area. And that's from, just for our listeners, that is from Miller Road to 68th Street and Camelback roughly to Osborne. There's a little jut out that right. goes to Thomas. Uh, but in that small area, January 1st until um, about two weeks ago, I had 62 gun-related calls for service, shots fired, aggravated assault, actual shootings, uh, somebody brandishing a firearm. And so, yes, yeah, so we, we, we had some, we've had we had a fair amount of violence, uh, ultimately that culminated uh, most recently on July the 10th in a shootout between uh, some some individuals out uh, close to one of our, our nightclubs in, in Old Town, and somewhere around 45 rounds, 45 plus rounds were fired during that exchange. One, one subject was hit, um, although uh, did not sustain a, a life-threatening injury. But let's be honest, 45 plus rounds, um, including some rifle rounds and some pistol rounds in, in the downtown, um, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I've had conversations with folks that you know, I when I was a young patrol officer in the middle '90s, I I was responding. I responded to a triple homicide shooting outside of the old Works nightclub, and uh, that that now that takes a lot of our listeners back a whole a long time ago. But that's something that we've been dealing with uh, off and on for the better part of 27. So let's call it 30 years. So the question, sorry, you know, I get very circuitous way to come back to that question is, what are we doing about it? There's a lot of things that we do. We work with partners in the uh, Arizona Department of Liquor License and Control related to liquor license and liquor license enforcement if there are violent uh, acts at, at a club. Scottsdale in 2013 passed the Public Safety Plan Ordinance uh, that is really about training security staff, the number of security staff per patrons, violent incidents that occur, um, and expectations uh, of bar and security staff uh, in our city and in our downtown, our entertainment district. And, and so we work that together uh, very collaboratively. We also work very collaboratively with the owners and the tenants of our various buildings and the bar owners themselves to make sure that they have a safe environment. And then obviously there's enforcement. And so we've really, we have, we maintain a very robust presence in the entertainment district. But when we reach these levels of violence that, that we have recently and had in the past, we then create uh, gun suppression and, and crime criminal suppression details where we're looking for a legal gun. Uh, we had one two weeks ago that uh, was very successful. In fact, a lot of my units in, in the Scottsdale Police Department that we partnered with, uh, with one squad, squad of the Department of Public Safety's, uh, their GITM, their gang task force. And we made 201 contacts during that 201 contacts over the weekend. We made 56 arrests. 13 of those were felony arrests. And we, and we took 13 guns off the street that were either in the hands of prohibited possessors or stolen, what have you. And so 
Um, we're not just so everybody knows who's listening. We're just not confiscating legal guns that are in the possession of 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 uh, our average everyday citizens. These were 13 guns uh, that were in the hands of people who should not have guns. And and so we made 35 different uh, reports or cases on those people that we contacted. So we're seeing a pretty significant criminal element come into the downtown. I will tell you, anybody who will listen, uh, the city of Scottsdale, our arms are wide open, our city's open. We want you to come here. That's we right. want you to to enjoy the downtown. I personally love the vibrancy and the excitement of the downtown. We're going to talk to John Rosenberg in just a few minutes because he owns a lot of buildings um, in the downtown. And so I we love that vibrancy. We we welcome all. We have a lot of different genres of clubs in the city. And so we bring an incredibly uh, diverse and great cross-section of people into Scottsdale who have a wonderful time. And we want that. We embrace that. Uh, what we'll, you talk about in the previous question, how do we get information out? I think you and I are going to do some public service announcements right. uh, next month. Coming out next month. Yeah. That um, are about uh, safety in the preserve, safety in the downtown, uh, you know, uh, being safe with, with, your, with your valuables inside of cars. Correct. And so this is the same thing. We want you to come here. The, the council wants you to come here. In fact, just, did a, just a, approved a fantastic um, anti-discrimination ordinance which is fantastic. I mean, it really, really bodes well for Scottsdale in the Valley. We want you to come here, but we want you to leave your guns at home. We want you to have a great time. We want you to drink responsibly because bad things happen when you don't drink responsibly. Um, obviously, we, we'd, like, uh, we'd like you to leave your illicit or illegal drugs at home. Just come here and have a great time. Uh, but those are some of the things that we're doing. We're going to continue with the gun suppression details and the criminal suppression details and increased presence in the downtown, more collaborative conversation with with our bar owners, with the Department of Liquor License and Control being involved, and and, and greater implementation of the public safety uh, plan. And one of our biggest assets is is our citizens when they're seeing something that just doesn't look right, especially when you're you're out in the downtown. Hey, there's uh, suspicious activity. Let us know that. Right. Please call us. Right. Let us know that. We have people downtown that are that are looking for that. So. Absolutely. You know, Kevin, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard over 27 years and people say, well, you know, I just didn't, I didn't want to bother you. No, no, that's what we're here for. Right. Please bother us. Uh, we want to know the more information that we have, uh, the better it is for the, for the quality of entertainment, the better it is for the safety in the downtown, and the better overall experience you're going to have. Uh, by feeling safe. All right, Chief. Well, that wraps up our community questions for this month. Uh, we want to let the, the listeners know if you want to ask the Chief something, it, n nothing's really off the table with uh, with our Chief, and, and you got to really understand that. So if you have any concerns about what's going on in the city of Scottsdale, please let us know. Again, drop us a DM or, or hit up us uh, our comments on our post. All right. Now that we're done with those questions, uh, we're, on to the, we're on to the guest part of the show. I'll go back. You know what? Thanks, everybody, for some really great questions again. Keep those coming. Uh, they're really fantastic and, and I think provide some, some good info and, and good talking points. So let's get into it. Uh, but before John Rosenberg comes on the show, here's a little bit about him. John is originally from New York, but grew up in Scottsdale and graduated from the University of Arizona. I myself am a Northern Arizona University graduate, but that's okay. He uh, co-founded Leverose Commercial Real Estate in 1992 and Mode Real Estate Management Services in 2008. Uh, both companies are based in Scottsdale, and Leverose was recently named the number one commercial brokerage firm by Ranking Arizona Magazine. He has two daughters with wife Debbie, who are both born and raised in Scottsdale. John, I'm excited to be here. I think you and I have talked about this. John, I think I mentioned earlier in the show that John and I uh, were friends. We have uh, we have lunch once a month, Blind Pig, South Scottsdale. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's great to have you on here and, and uh, 
So, uh, John, thank, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. It. Absolutely. So we're going to throw a couple questions your way, and that's uh, just to kind of get to know you better and, and our listeners. And we always wind up connecting it with, with the police department. So uh, what brought you to do business in Scottsdale, and how many years have you been up? A long time, but I'll go back to what brought me. Um, you mentioned I, I'm from New York, originally moved here. My family moved here when I was 11, but uh, I went to so really sixth grade on, went to school, high school here, college down at University of Arizona. I'm it's okay that you went to NAU. That's like, <laughs> that's like Switzerland between you and NAU, but uh, every right. ASU, I mean. So, but I uh, went to University of Arizona. I had a uh, finance degree. Found out actually when I was down there that I could finance was so close to real estate in the degree in the uh, as a major that I was able to double major in real estate. So I'm kind of going a long way to get there. But so while I was down there, I did some internships. At, at some commercial real estate companies and ultimately got my real estate license while I was still in college. Came back. I, now, as a finance major, I interviewed for some positions. I actually had a job in California. I was supposed to move to California uh, to work for this finance company. Came here. It wasn't That job wasn't going to start until like September of that year. So I had a few months to kill. I don't like grass growing under my feet. So I was looking for something to do. I answered an ad for the company that... Uh, commercial real estate company that needed somebody with a real estate license and they were it was an entry level position and, and lo and behold that that was me so I went in got that job figured I'd try it for a few months and then moved to California and get my finance job a few months later I decided I kind of like this so I stuck with it uh, stuck with it for a few years and then in 92 as you uh, alluded to in the in the intro I uh, started my own company at the ripe old age of 25 <laughs> And uh, met a business partner, Bob Levine, who I'd met uh, a couple of years earlier. And we decided to, you know, we got real original. We went to lunch one day and said, Levine and Rosenberg, Lev Rosen. So anyway, real creative. <laughs> um, and, and kind of a, a, a cool little anecdote about that is our uh, very first, my first job that I mentioned was in an office upstairs from where my current office is today. So we now, and we now own the building and and that's where my very first job was. So literally, cool. I drive to the exact same building I wow. did my very first job. You know, almost, almost, uh, well, m more than thirty years ago. So. Wow, that's great. Yeah, long what a, time. Yeah, that that is. I I won't go into ages because yeah, she thanks. gets yeah. mad whenever yeah. I do right. that. But yeah, just, it's a, just get to the next question. Next question. There we go. <laughs> what have you enjoyed the most about working and living in Scottsdale? I'll start with working. First of all, what's not to love about both? I mean, how lucky are we to live and work? in Scottsdale. It's yeah. pretty cool. So being from, you know, mostly from here, from a working standpoint, my, as I said, my very first office was in Old Town. My current office for the last 20, almost 30 years has been in Old Town. I live in North Scottsdale. So my drive, my commute is not, not bad. Uh, it's a great place to work. The environment is fantastic. We pull up, we get out of our car, we walk into our office. Um, we're not dealing with mass transit or anything like that. Uh, we walk to lunch, we walk to the bank, we walk to coffee in the morning. Um, there's just, you have a great workforce here. You have a lot of young people that want to live here, um, you know, after college. And it, it's just a great place to be. And it's a great place to do business. And fortunately, from a business standpoint, because I've been here so long, um, you know, we, we have a lot of relationships that go on for many, many years. And one of the cool things for us too is because we're in the commercial real estate industry, we're helping tenants, landlords, you know, find landlords find tenants and tenants find buildings or buyers, et cetera. And we get to actually see those through to fruition and then become customers of those businesses or or work with them or refer them. Uh, there's a coffee shop down the street from my office that we put in. Someone in my office uh, represented on putting them in the building, you know, a few years ago. And half my, I think that we're our be their best customers. Yeah, you know, it's just a, a, a normal thing. So it's it's just a great you know, collaborative way to, to do business when you're, when you're in the area. 
um, living, same thing. What's what's not to love? I mean, I, I live again, live North Scottsdale. Um, been here most of my life. It's just great. When I drive home at night, I, I drive up and I see the, the, the mountains and I just kind of look at them. I just get a big, big sigh of relief that, yeah. you know, yeah. my day is winding down and I, I get to look at the scenery and, and if I want to go for a, a run or a hike or whatever, go to the gym, whatever it is, it's it's an easy thing to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. How about that? You talked about running or hiking. What do you like to do when you're not working? Really, in the summertime, I like to be in San Diego because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot here. Um, and so, humid right now. And it is humid. And, and uh, I was actually there this weekend. I flew in this morning just for you. Um, Thank you. But uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'll send you the bill. Uh, but um, no, we, uh, uh, so I, I do like to obviously get out of here as much as I can during the summer, uh, at least on the weekends. The rest of the time, I really enjoy, there's a few, th- well, first of all, I enjoy just chill just to go home and relax and as you guys know I, I like a good book you know just to sit down and just do nothing uh, but I do like to hike I go to the gym or I work out pretty much every day whether it's Peloton or going for a run or going to the gym you know just I'm on a lot of boards um, so again there I, I don't sit still very long I'm pretty impatient when it comes to that so while I like to chill I don't give myself probably enough time to do that but pl- plenty to keep me busy that's great. So you, you've been here a while now, and so the Scottsdale Police Department has kind of evolved over the years as well. Uh, what has been your experiences with the Scottsdale Police Department? And really, I mean, working in the daytime and you've been out there during the nighttime as well. What, what are the different ac- interactions that you see from a, a business owner standpoint? Yeah, yeah. Well, so for the back for background, um, you know, we are. As I mentioned earlier, we, we represent a lot of building owners, and we also are building owners. We own several buildings in, in Scottsdale, a lot of them in Old Town, some other parts of Scottsdale. Uh, we work with tenants, buyers, et cetera, and we also have a property management company that manages a lot of these buildings. So we're dealing with a lot of businesses and a lot of buildings and a lot of you know issues that, that come with that. Um, so, But the relationship with, with the uh, police has, has been outstanding. Uh, that's how I know uh, Chief Walter originally, because um, he was the downtown commander. That's how I know. Uh, long time ago. Long, long, long time ago. Well, yeah, we, 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 dated, like we already long, dated ourselves. Seems like we? a long time yeah. ago. Uh, but that's how you know I've gotten to know a lot of the uh, officers, uh, Assistant Chief uh, Duke, uh, Commander Coffee, a lot of a lot of the officers uh, who were downtown commanders. And they've every one of them's been incredible, engaging and and responsive, and and you know I could reach out to them anytime and they'll they'll respond. Um, it's just been a, a really good uh, relationship over the years that uh, we've been really you know fortunate to to have and and continue. How about that uh, when Kevin mentioned that kind of that interaction at night, yeah. the, the kind of that difference? Because I know. In fact, it was recently within the last couple of months, you actually went on a, a ride along yeah. with Commander Coffee um, in the evening hours. And can you, there's a lot of, I get a lot of consternation. I know that the, the downtown commander does as well, a lot of consternation from what goes on during the day versus what goes on during the night, especially in what we refer to as the U or in that area that has a very high concentration of bars and nightclubs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's too, I, I always say that it's like there's this light switch, right? You turn off the daytime light, and then you flip it back on, you've got your nighttime world, which is, I mean, a 180. Since our officers are in Old Town, we've seen it firsthand for many years. A lot of times it's Monday morning when we come in and there's you know, something happened. There's some kind of vandalism, usually from probably some 
guys that uh, girls guys probably guys that had a few too many beers and broke things um but uh you know some uh some issues with that so you know the daytime we don't our, our issues are more minor they could be parking issues they could be alleys being blocked uh maybe a little bit of vandalism from the weekend nighttime yeah as you mentioned i mean i've i've driven down there many times over the years if we happen to be out in old town for dinner with friends or something and i'll drive by and every time i do it i just I drive fast. You wish you had. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't, I, do I stay here and, and don't do stay, that to you yourself. know, or do I just go home, forget everything I saw and then come back on Monday and hope everything's okay. <laughs> so I've done that many times, but, uh, and, and stopped doing it. But uh, Commander Coffee asked me to go on a uh, ride along and yeah, that was enlightening. I mean, just you, boy, do you guys earn your pay? <laughs> I mean, it is, it's a completely different world. Yeah. It is. Uh, just something out of a movie almost. Yeah. And, but it, it, it was great to see. And it was really great to see how engaging the officers were with, with the, uh, the people that were out there. And a lot of those people are, are, you know, they've had a few drinks, so they're not the easiest people to communicate right, with. And, right. And it was great as far as speaking to them uh, on terms that they could understand them, um, you know, de-escalating uh, issues that could have been major issues and yeah. just, just really helping them and really being kind of more of a, a, a friend that, and welcoming. I was, I was really, really impressed. You know, you get to see things from such a different perspective yeah. as, a, as a business owner down there and being involved in commercial real estate down in that area to see how different the daytime is and the nighttime and we've talked about it, you know, and we we're always want to be very transparent with our audience. You know, it's those issues that we hear pretty regularly. It's the urinating in public or, you know, you come into an alcove and it smells like urine or beer bottles broken or who people who'd been drinking, pro, you know, from their vehicles prior to coming in. Uh, just just all manner of night nighttime refuse and debris that I think that the, that the PD and then the city have been very good about re uh, really working to clean that stuff up so that. When people come in in the morning, uh, by and large, it's 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 relatively uh, clean and clear. But that's typically what we hear a lot of. It's well, this this is going on at night. I don't know what the what the, it's going to look like during the daytime. So it's something I think that we've we've gotten used to dealing with, and yeah. you ha you definitely have a different perspective. Yeah, on. we do, and we found all those things that you're talking about the bottles in the urine and some things we won't <laughs> on mention. Monday. Oh, yeah, I, I won't even go there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we call that's the price of the vibrancy right. uh, that we have, and, and I think I mentioned earlier in the show. Love it. Love the vibrancy. Love the nightlife and the and the crowds that come in because we're looking at usually um, in kind of that peak season that ten to twelve to fifteen thousand people on a uh, on a Friday or Saturday and now a Sunday night and so that's a lot of folks coming in and out of the downtown um, lending to that kind of very very party atmosphere. Yeah, it is, and I just want to add one thing to that. You know, we have we've had employees over the over the years that live in downtown, so they'll walk to walk to the office and they'll go out at night and my daughter when she graduated uh, college she immediately got an apartment right in right in old town <laughs> so she could walk and not have to worry about an uber or driving or anything like that so uh yeah i mean it's it, it's definitely you know you, you you welcome people down there because of the the, the all you know that you hear the the old live work play and it really is true yeah absolutely it's awesome so you talked a little bit about being on uh, a few committees and boards. You're a member of the Chiefs Community Engagement Committee. Why did you want to be a part of that, and and what does the committee do? I, I think I was promised some really good dinners <laughs> um, originally, and uh, uh, so I, I I actually was asked when Chief Rodbell had started the committee and and went and found out that dinners were, were slightly different. Um, I guess the budget... <laughs> they, were budget not, <laughs> they were not as advertised. Yeah, not as advertised, So, but I stuck with it. Um, 
so uh, you know why I wanted to be on it, and 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 really, it's it's uh, it's transformed a little bit since Chief Walter started these up again, and really just as a as a stakeholder in the area, a way to see all the different the diversity of of the people that are in this in this group, this engagement committee, and um, you know just not only the the individuals that are there from different walks of life, business owners, etc., but it really was good to learn how with everything that you'd mentioned that's been going on during COVID and pre-COVID how the the police uh, and uh, Scottsdale PD in, in particular is working hard to make sure that you know everybody's aware of what's going on i mean I, I when you see some of these things on the news you think well there's a complete disconnect between some of the citizens and the police and that may be part of the problem in some cases and, and i feel like this is the opposite this is this is creating a, a connection that you know you, that you hope that each person tells 10 others etc and, and creates a, a, you know the vibrancy that that you really are looking for. That's really, I think, what it does. I mean, yeah. you, and you may have a different answer to no, I think what, that, what I it think does. That's, uh, I think that's spot on. It, uh, the, the whole idea, and we came up with it years ago, um, and then Chief Rod Bell implemented it, and now becoming the chief in, in, uh, as of December, last December, I wanted to make sure that I took that in the same yet a little slightly different direction. And, and the makeup of, the, of my community engagement uh, group is exceptionally diverse from all around the city of Scottsdale and some from around the valley um, to really talk about that police community relationship, partnership, being very collaborative, showing we, we I like to say that we talk about in the first five minute, minutes of our quarterly meeting, we talk about what's going on in the national narrative. But here's what we're doing in Scottsdale. And that's where a lot of the things that we've we've been going over over the last several months is what we're doing in Scottsdale that's different than in the national narrative. And I, I just, you know, thank you for being uh, such an integral part of that community. That that group is about 30-ish people, uh, roughly, again, very diverse from all around the Scottsdale and Valley community. Um, and it's really about law enforcement. It's really about what Scottsdale PD does to participate in the, in the narrative. So thank you. So we can kind of transition with a little bit of that. Being a business owner here, what advice would you give someone that kind of wants to either bring their business to Scottsdale, what can they expect from the Scottsdale PD? What are your interactions of that as they're starting their own businesses here? From a business standpoint, I would probably uh, relay that it's very business friendly. The environment's very business friendly. The police department's very friendly with, are willing to answer, come in, meet with anybody. We've had officers come in and meet with uh, uh, our property management company uh, just to talk about ideas and, and things like that, how to protect properties and, and deal with certain issues. So they're they're going to be there you know, for you. They have for us at any given time. I could pick up the phone and call or text or whatever it is and, and do that. What you won't get is uh, you won't get out of a speeding ticket. I, I thought that that was going to, that was another thing I was hoping would happen, but I have, that hasn't happened yet. So, uh, but They've been really, really great to work with from a, from a business standpoint. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my earlier when we talked about the PSA, it was about like, you know, leave your guns at home, yeah. leave yeah. your drugs at yeah. home, have a great time and slow down and, slow don't, down. Dr and, don't, down. and don't drink so much. <laughs> yeah, right. So. <laughs> well, that's kind of the questions that we have uh, related to business and stuff like that. What, what we like to do kind of at the end of the show is just kind of do a little bit of fast fire questions to see uh, kind of your answers, oh, kind of great. get to know who go. you are. And, and uh, Kevin usually comes up with some doozies here i i, I caught it so the last time a little, little off the the matter about having hot chocolate i think my daughter my daughter loved my 
26 year old daughter loved the hot chocolate. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. just out of the blue. So, yeah. all right. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> you know, I heard this one on the last one and, and my the, your answers were very uh, different. So I'm going to give you a superpower and then I'm going to give you a, 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 a the perfect one. The a superpower I think would be, I, I'd love to fly. Right. I mean, I think everyone would love to, the ability to fly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, not in an airplane, which certainly made my trip back here even easier. Yeah. I wouldn't have to be crunched in a, uh, an airplane, you know, on a cattle car, whatever you call it. But I think the coolest thing, if there was such a superpower, would be able to help heal people, you know, to be able to like touch to heal. It, yeah. To, you know, oh, yeah. Like that's that. great. And that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, as yeah. We've all seen people, family members, whatever, suffering. So you'd love to be able to do that. So a dream, I guess. But but anyway, that would be the That's a great the one. I already answered that one last time. Yeah. Give, <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me a different you one. You did your whole Doctor Strange thing. And, and <laughs> Teleportation. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can know John's answer from his questions earlier. But what would you rather do? Relax on the beach or go to a concert? Uh, uh, beach all day. Beach all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah that's yeah, what I was yeah, kind of going yeah. with. I'm going to say you're a concert Concert. Guy. Yeah. Motley Crue. Yeah. And all the other bands we mentioned last time. <laughs> all the other I bands. Had to look up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the mm-hmm. White Buffalo. Right. White Buffalo. That was right. right. All right. We've done the concerts over the years and, and I, they're right now they're, they're, they're more and more of a pain to go to. It's yeah. Just, I always feel like I lose my hearing yeah. for such a long time after that. When we go to the- You are the, getting older. I, I'm Kevin, getting right? older. I'm getting older. The bird's yeah. nest. That's a fun one, though. That's probably coming back <laughs> uh, in, in January. So we'll promote that. What's well, your next one? What was the last movie you saw in the theater? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I don't know either. I saw some weird movie last year with- And it was good, actually. With, with I think it was Lee and me. I can't remember. It was one of the few movies that actually came out in the theaters. In like a year and a half. I don't even know. I, 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 I'm like really struggling to think of what movie I saw last. Okay, if you had a choice of any food from any place, what would it be and why? It would probably be Italian food and probably from Italy. Some great pasta. Yeah, you nice. Know, I mean, I was in Rome a couple of years ago. My daughter was studying abroad and we went and visited her. And that food, that pasta, it was it was different. It wasn't even full afterwards. And then we went to dessert, we went to gelato, and it was the same experience. I didn't feel full. It was make it different there or something oh, like wow. that here if i have a gelato or, or pasta i'm my stomach feels like it's ready to explode so. stuff for days yeah, yeah yeah my wife's enchiladas oh, oh. <laughs> all right can i can i re-answer that? <laughs> yeah. you're gonna make me look bad <laughs> all right and now my favorite question which you guys may or may not know but star wars or star trek star trek but with the new Star Trek, with Chris Pine, Carl Urban, I think Zachary Quinto is the. Uh, the I like the. I really like the new Star Trek series. The three of those movies with them. But wait, wait a minute. I really like Star Wars too. <laughs> <laughs> Politically correct. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit of both. I like them both. But I like the original Star Trek, which was you know there were reruns when I was a kid, but it, they were so great to watch. I never watched any of the newer ones um, afterwards because I never thought they would match up. So didn't like those, and then Star Wars. I I, watch, I remember the first three because when I was a kid, that's when yeah. you know Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, and Empire Strikes Back or whatever came out. Never watched any of the other ones since then. So you're not, you're not missing much, and I'm a Star Wars really? geek, yeah. and it's the kind of the old canon side. Yeah. So I will tell you, my five year old grandson Tate is just absolutely obsessed with Star Wars and everything Love Star it. Wars. Love He's, it. He, he already, already knows all the characters. Love it. It's great. All right. Well, that about wraps up um, our show, our episode two. Um, again, if you guys want to drop us any kind of media or questions, questions, comments, concerns, things you want to talk about, things you want me to talk about. And hey, 
while Kevin's mentioned it, uh, if you have hard questions, send me hard questions. It's it's great. I get a lot of good hard questions in, internal to the organization. There are some really good ones here about violence um, and our response to violence. I really appreciate uh, that level of, uh, of depth to your questions. So uh, feel free to send those to me and uh, and we'll get to them uh, since we do this now every month. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at Scottsdale PD, on Facebook at Scottsdale PD, and Instagram at Scottsdale underscore police. One other thing, if you have, if some of our listeners have ideas about future guests that you'd like to see on, we're willing to take those too. So uh, just let us know. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, John, very much for coming on and taking time out of your day, flying into to, uh, to do this. And uh, we'll see everybody next month. Take care. Thanks.